3: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday with me, Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and he, Noel Brown. Noel, the Christ child, Brown.
4: Ooh, well, no, touch my, me, sir. My, <laughs> bless, bless me. Happily. Uh, yeah, my middle name is Christian, in case I've never uh, uh, ex- expressed that on the podcast before.
3: I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. W mm-hmm. stands for Devil Boy. That that makes perfect sense. So we are the yin and the yang of the universe here in one or podcast. is some people call it the ying and the yang yep with the zen and the zang. how are your holidays my friend in real time this is the first recording for us for the new year, that's right. Uh, my holiday was great. I had a proper two weeks off. Uh, it was, you know, I hadn't taken
4: a second of vacation all year, and I just, you know, used it in one fell swoop at the end, and I needed every second of it, Chuck. Uh, what did been, you do? I didn't do much. I, I hung out with my uh, my you know my kid and her mom and our little uh, fam, extended family pod, and yeah. did Christmas morning there, and exchanged gifts, and just kind of vegged. Man, I got Last of Us two. Um, yeah, where are you in that game? I'm like, not we're talking f- about the I'm, the PlayStation game. Yes, sir. Uh, PlayStation. I don't. I didn't get a five. I'm not. I wasn't a good enough boy this year. Nah. but I, I don't need it. Man, I'm, I'm not an early adopter with that stuff. I like Same to, here. I think the four looks great, man. Last no, of us. <laughs> like, what else do you need? I mean, I don't even know. Um, it, it's it's. I'm, I'll get it one one day. But why? I mean, this one works fine. Yeah, it's. It, I think the thing that's maybe divisive is just that. Like, you're. This isn't a spoiler. I don't think you're playing both sides, literally. Um, yeah. You're, you know, your main character. And then you're this kind of side character who is basically your own nemesis. And it pits you against each other. But it's like emotionally complex because you're literally having to control the actions of two opposing forces. And I'm not far in at all, but I can already tell it's going to be a a, a gut wrencher.
3: Yeah. So maybe we should get Annie at some point. And that um, once maybe once you finish and the three of us will talk about it a little bit on a kind of a brief Uh, movie crusher game segment Mm -hmm. um i will just sort of quickly say that i enjoyed it while i was playing it because the gameplay is just as great it looks amazing it's still fun killing those goddamn zombie people Mm -hmm. uh and it's fun and scary and awesome um and then I'll just stop there and, and I'll save the rest of my review for when we do that. That
4: sounds like a plan. I very, I think we're both on the same page and loving the first one. And I agree. Them. It took me a minute because it had been a long time since I'd played. I kind of forgot. You really do yeah. have to be super sneaky. Otherwise, you get got pretty
3: quick. So, Got
4: to sneak around, you brother. Gotta, you got to sneak around. <laughs> and then you just stab those zombies right in the face. And yeah, it's, it's kind of tough, too, satisfying. when you're playing
3: uh, multiple games. Uh, the different, you know, keeping straight the movements and the buttons and... uh You know jumping when you want to jump and crouching when you want to crouch and all that good stuff it's especially difficult if you play on two
4: different systems that have different button layouts so i've been playing a lot of a lot of switch and like where the x like the bottom button in the row of you know little triangle or diamond of buttons is sort of your main button on the switch it's the one to the right so sometimes i'll like
3: forget which system i'm on and be hitting the wrong button like a looney tune but yeah don't they know that people consume a great deal of marijuana that play these games? <laughs> I think they know that. I think Make they them know all the that. same. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, you know, the Japanese man—they're there.
4: Well, no, PlayStation's Japanese too. What am I talking about? Nationality has nothing to do with button layout. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that's always been. And I guess uh, we'll Nintendo has always kind of had, had the other layout. Maybe I don't know, but love both systems. And uh, what else did I get? I got one other cool game. Um, uh, Oh yeah, just like been playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers online with with friends over the holidays and uh, cool. Mario Kart. Love that love that stuff. How about you, yeah, man? What you you had you had a nice uh, little chill family Christmas? It looked like with the kiddo.
3: I did. Uh, I had three weeks. I'm not going to say off. I had three weeks off from stuff. You should know, which yeah. is uh, cl- you know obviously the lion's share of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, still had to do stuff. You should know, kind of things, but I tried to check out as much as possible it was good. I love my family and it's great to be with them always. So we had a good time. It was, it was fine. My mom spent the night Christmas Eve. She's the only family I saw, um, because we've been seeing her and, um, you know, it hurt not to go see my brother and stuff, but it's just, it's just not the thing to do right now for us. So uh, we're, we're going to wait, man. We're, we're getting close.
4: Yeah, I had to kind of win my mom over and not throwing her under the bus at all. I love her dearly. We're just, you know, from a different generation. And, like, she really wanted to do a big family Christmas thing. And, like, it's not that she doesn't think that the virus is real. I just kind of had to be like... This isn't the year to do that. Let's wait till yeah. next year when it feels right and everyone can feel safe and there's nobody that has any uh, inkling of of questions whether it's okay or not. Um, and she she agreed and we we did. We 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 just kept it very small. I That's went and visited good. her briefly um, and and then came back. So it was nice. Where's your mom living these days? Is she she lives, in She's in Augusta, which is where okay. I kind of grew up. I went to high school there. And yeah, yeah I didn't she's know she still, still there. She still lives there. Yeah. That's good.
3: What what kind of drive is that? Two hours. hours? Two hours yep. on the dot. Yep. Nice. Very nice, Noel. So we're back. It's 2021. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to start off with a thread. Think uh, I don't want to get into everything, but I just do think that everyone could use some positivity these days for many, many reasons. And so I just asked the crushers, Noel, movie related or not just what's one thing you're looking forward to and it doesn't even have to be like after covid just what's one thing you want to do this year what's one thing you want to accomplish or get done just anything that's going to make your life a little rosier uh i'll let you think on that and i'll read some of these uh helen lyons one of our old friends says this is really so insipid seeming but i can't wait to get a manicure again It's a little bit of self-care that makes me feel way more put together than I really am. And somehow doing it myself just isn't the same. And I got to say, Helen got a lot of, uh, including for myself, a lot of support for self-care. And that's not insipid to get a manicure or a massage. Are you kidding? No, it's like you got to do that stuff. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's very important to your well-being. <laughs> I actually got a pedicure over the holiday uh, with uh, with this lady that I'm seeing. We went and got a couple's pedicure. Everyone's masked up, uh, you know. And the, the 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 pedicure places they were ahead of all of us with the masks because they do all the like nail painting, so they're always wearing masks. Uh, but they you know limited capacity, and we just went in and did that. And that's something I like to do for myself because I'm a bit of a bougie boy in that respect. But it was did it was you nice. go to treat your feet on Beaufort? Highway? No, Howard? I do like that place. That's more for a, a foot and leg rub. This was like the thing where they kind of scrape the dead Just skin the off your feet and then they okay. like trim oh, no. your nails and uh <laughs> give you a leg rub uh and you have a foot bath it's very relaxing and you're in
3: a massage chair the whole time it's kind of delightful <laughs> well no i like you my friend but i don't want to be near your feet hey the, the, you don't have to the professionals for that <laughs> i hope you tipped well of course how dare you chuck i, have my, I, I take care of my feet <laughs> well it sounds like it yeah. You pay to have it done no, no doubt at least yeah, uh-huh Uh, Melissa Landry says, if we get to a place with COVID where I could hug my grandmother again, that would be an okay year. Oh God. Heartstrings, Melissa. (sighs) Heartstrings. I I just want to go see a concert. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I are going to be some concert going motherfuckers when this thing's over. Everyone will be. Yeah, it'd be great. I can't wait. I wonder what that's going to take. What's
4: that going to take, though, Chuck? Because it's like, you know, people are going to get vaccinated and then some people aren't. So does it people that are vaccinated are safe from the people that aren't right or no? Like, how how do you see that playing out?
3: If you get vaccinated, you are safe from getting covid, but you can still transmit the coronavirus to someone else Ah. who's not vaccinated. So that's why they're like, you're still going to have to wear your mask if you're like if you were in. If you have a dinner party with eight people that are all Mm -hmm. vaccinated in your home, I reckon, and you're fully vaccinated, I reckon that you're good to go. Um, I would think, well, not really, because you could still pass the coronavirus to one of them and they could then pass it to someone who's not vaccinated. Boy, just everyone get vaccinated. Yeah, man. I think as far as concerts, and this is just a guess, is they may get to a place where... You have like a vaccination ID card or something. Yeah, they have to. in order to get into a place. Like a like a credential
4: or something, like a, like a passport stamp, you know? I hope so. I hope so too. Um I have a buddy who works for Columbia Medical uh in New York mm-hmm. and you know, they're all a lot of the healthcare workers are getting vaccinated first and he just got his first dose and said it really hurt his arm. Uh, okay. and the second dose is supposed to make you real sick.
3: Oh really? Uh, uh-huh, and then you're done and then you're good. Uh, I think it probably depends on who you are. I've, I've, I've quite a few friends who have gotten it now, which is great. And my mom is getting it Saturday. Great. That's got to feel good. It does. It feels great. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm telling her like, Hey mom, this means you're 50% there. And this means that you can still carry the virus and give it to other people. And, but you know, the important thing is she'll be protected, which is great. Million percent. All right. Let me go with Caitlin Callaghan, a top friend. She says, I had a top friend, top fan and friend. Uh, I had my son in October and man, I'm just excited to watch him grow. Yesterday, he figured out he can hold things. And just watching his little world expand is beautiful. Oh, Caitlin, that's great. Just sit around and watch that kid. Good stuff.
4: Great.
3: Uh, Charles Martin Naker one of our oldest pals. Uh, being a healthier person and focusing on family and self-improvement. And then going on trips that they had to cancel. Of course. I think we all had to cancel stuff. So be sure. looking forward to rebooking that stuff. Uh, Lillian Rolf is going to Disney in July and just traveling. Uh, her middle school kid has been through a lot. Our oldest is graduating from high school in May and is off to college in the fall. So our family is truly doing well, all things considering. That's great to be positive like that. Uh, one of my favorite crushers, uh, Ms. Daisy Christiana Abreu says, I you." I know she's going to laugh at that. I signed up for a writing workshop in hopes of kicking my practice back into gear once a week for four weeks with a writer whose work I enjoy and admire. A little nervous, but excited and proud of myself for taking the time and space to do it. Daisy, that's amazing. I love that. Self-betterment. Take those classes.
4: You know what's funny? I've always kind of toyed with the idea and been a little too scared taking improv classes and ben bolin who i do ridiculous history and stuff that i want you to know with is, is taken in from when i first met him he was i would go to his like improv groups and stuff and i always was really kind of in awe yeah. of those people i love you know a bad improv is awful and embarrassing but when it's good it's like watching a magic show and I, i've been doing the podcast Wait, so long magic now shows
3: are terrible <laughs> what
4: are you talking about i love magic shows are you kidding me are you Just serious kidding. who oh, even yeah. are you you definitely <laughs> like the magic castle i like the magic castle well those are fucking well, magic well, shows the best of the best (laughs) anyway i'm a big fan of magic so to me that was a positive comparison but yeah so if i was going to do a thing like that i would just you know grow a pair and take some improv workshop classes here in atlanta dad's garage that would be something i would uh, i think i should do because we we do we improv all the time that's what podcast is so i think i would probably not be awful at it so grow a pair of what no a pair of testicles hmm i'm like a ken doll down there chuck (laughs)
3: Good Lord. <laughs> oh boy. We finally gave in and, uh, not gave in, but my daughter finally, uh, became aware of Barbie.
4: Oh yeah. And, you can, uh, nothing you can do about that.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, we looked into it and, uh, now they have career Barbies and, uh, you know, we have a farmer and a scientist and, uh, and what else? There's one other thing. The farmer's a chicken farmer. Uh, three Barbies. They're all career Barbies. Oh, a chef. Uh, and they all live together in a dream house and all. Did Life know you in the this. dream
4: house. That's a show. Oh, but Have you seen the fine. show?
3: The the CGI uh, Barbie show, Life in the Dream House? What the fuck do you think? No.
4: Oh, what? Why? That's, gotta, that's, that's, <laughs> our, that's our, our first uh, intro into the Barbie universe. The extended universe.
3: No. And I think, uh, you know, Barblies, Barblies, uh, they... Have had been problematic for some people here and there in the past. Oh, maybe because of the shape.
4: Because of the hourglass shape and the... I think the, they uh, toned that down now. They did. They did, for sure. But that was a big problem in the past because it was absolutely an unatt- the most like yeah. quintessentially it's unattainable body. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not
3: a thing. No, for sure. So we had mixed feelings, but um, she's got a level head. I think it'll be fine. Megan Carroll, one of her oldest friends. Megan uh, and that cat in that picture. Beautiful. We've, uh, we're already planning a camping trip for the spring and a pilgrimage to the Ryman to see one of our favorite bands in September. Oh, Megan, I've never been to the Ryman. Uh, I want to go. What band is that? Yeah. Write me and tell me. Barry in the lead there. I haven't been to the Ryman or the Grand Ole. I went there when I was a little kid. I certainly don't remember it, but I want to go to the Ryman. It's on the list. And I think, uh, I think I got a Stuff You Should Know connection at the Ryman, if I'm not mistaken, who can give me a little backstage action. Oh, yeah. I love a good backstage action. Um, <laughs> have
4: you been to Robert's Western World in Nashville, Chuck? I've never heard of that. It's like a – it's an old honky-tonk. It's right there on the strip, I guess, it's Broadway. And uh, – it's like you just go in and there's like it's sort of like a like a divey type place there's no cover they just pass a hat for donations for the band and it's nice. like these old grizzled session guys that look yeah. like they can't like you know with like meth mouth you know playing like I bet they play their ass off dude they're wearing these like red like neck kerchiefs and uh-huh. big 10 gallon hats and, <laughs> yeah, and there's a fiddler and there's like a pedal steel player oh, and the singer God. just belts them out like it's like yodels and sh- I mean it's just it, you got to do it. That's I want to do that after COVID. It, it's it's a, so it's, a, it's an absolute joy, and people are just like there's crust punks and like old people and like you know people in ten gallon hats all kind of line dancing on the floor. It's just an absolute hoot nanny. It's a real hoot nanny, Chuck.
3: I'm gonna go, Noel. That sounds amazing because my one other great experience with something like that. Was going to the Broken Spoke in Austin, Texas. Nice, and it is an old school honky tonk with those same dudes that all worship at the altar of Conway Twitty and uh the one thing I really wanted to do was get out there and dance and I just I was frankly scared and intimidated because people really know what they're doing out there on that dance floor uh with that country dancing and I just didn't do it. I was fucking frightened. But I wanted to. I was very dance jealous that day. Totally. Yeah, I like
4: I I like to dance, but that kind of country dancing—it's so uh, specific. Like I can do like some kind of like you know uh, whatever generalized, you know, scooting around. But like that Nashville (laughs) style of dancing is absolutely—you got to know the moves and the steps.
3: Yeah, it's intimidating. Generalized scooting Mm -hmm. around—I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Shake your ass, Noel. Yeah, man. Uh, I dance a lot in the house. Emily is like, "Why don't you ever dance out in public?" Because you can do it. Uh, Tracy Fox says. Really hoping for a vacation. Uh, we we're going to try and go to Jamaica, but international travel still makes me a little nervous. Um, but I'm doing some research for an early fall trip. Denver, Destin, Seattle, Washington, D.C. Those are all great cities, Tracy. And uh, and you can't go wrong with any of them. They're all marijuana legal cities except for Destin. So. For sure. I'm not sure what you're uh, hinting at. Just kidding. Uh, Daniel McCoy says my brother and his family moved to London early last year. And I was supposed to visit them in April, hoping I'll get to see my brother and sister-in-law and get to play with the little monkeys disguised as my niece and nephews. I love that. Love little monkey nieces and nephews. Although I don't have any. They're all grown, Noel. I don't have uh, a lot of like
4: extended family in that respect. I have a cousin who lives here in Atlanta that I haven't seen in 10 years.
3: I, mean, I, I definitely uh, appreciate, I don't see my cousins. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I have a niece, Shelby, who is like, oh boy, what is Shelby? 26 or seven? Uh, my niece, Reagan, in New York, who's uh, wonderful, is 24, 25. And then my uh, nephew, Noah, my brother's son, is getting married in May uh, and he's graduated from college. And now my youngest niece, Abby, Noah's little sister, is in college now and just a beautiful young woman. It's great. Love those guys. Uh, Old friend, Anna Shrestha. Fuck, Anna. Oh, I always have the hardest time. Shrestha. I'm hopeful my husband's parents will finally be able to visit us. They live in Nepal and have never visited in 14 years. And my husband has lived in uh, in the 14 years my husband has lived in the U.S. They were supposed to be here for the birth of my son, but that couldn't happen because of the pandemic. Well, Anna, that sucks. And I really, really hope that happens for you all. Uh, Rob real says really miss going to the movies. We had a regal pass, my wife and I, and we were able to watch a ton of movies a year ago. Can't wait to do that again for sure. This is a movie podcast after all. So we all want to go to movies again. Uh, Zach pointer, our old friend in Japan says I'll be going to universal studios, Japan on the 12th through 15th of this month. Uh, of course taking precautions. Also, my son will be starting elementary school. And movie-related, watching one movie a month in genres I don't uh, normally care to watch—that's a good goal. Mm-hmm. Expand those horizons.
4: Did you watch anything really great over the holiday, Chuck? There were there, there was uh, there was a
3: few there were a few really good ones that came out. Yeah, you know what? Noel? we got to stream this coming up. So oh, we do. A okay, in. I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off. Great. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about those. Wonderful. So let me read a couple of more of these and then we'll move on to our next thing. There's a lot of really good ones. Uh, Isabel Jimenez says, getting married to my best friend and favorite person in the world, September 30th. Isabel, congratulations. That's great. I uh, don't know why we're not invited, all, quite frankly, but that's Aww. fine.
4: We've
3: been, uh, do you get uh, wedding invites from listeners? No, I
4: haven't. I haven't ever been haven't uh, invited to
3: a listener wedding. Josh and I get them a lot. That's nice then that's we always funny. sign the card and send it back uh, with regrets but oh, that's sweet though uh, one of these days i might just fucking drop in on someone's wedding. you should do it How man, fun man weddings are fun all the well especially after covid like that'll be just
4: like an absolute breath of fresh air you know with all the buffet stuff and like the booze free booze and the maybe you know well, you're married i was gonna say maybe you'll get laid but um that's uh, that's for <laughs> you know, you that's, can get laid if you're married well i know you can chuck but it <laughs> seems like it wouldn't be advisable <laughs>
3: uh yeah i can't wait to sneeze on a buffet
4: (laughs) oh can't wait without
3: without worrying about getting someone sick yeah exactly that'd be great uh knocking wood knoll too COVID aside um partially it's because of that i haven't been sick but the year previous i guess 2019 i didn't get sick so i'm i'm working on my third year here of not even having so much as a cold like i usually get bronchitis once a year i do too and the stomach flu really bad once a year but 2019 I was living right, I guess. Well, I, I think I told you that I tested positive for the antibody.
4: And the only what? time. Yeah. You did not. Okay. Well, I did. Um, but listen, I was in New York in, in March, like when the shit hit the fan, like right when everything and I was at a conference. Yeah, um, I was there too. Yeah, but I was at this like uh, on 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 air conference, and it was like there was an email that came through two weeks later. Like Ira Glass was there, like Michael Barbaro was there. All these like big NPR and podcast people were there. Um, what's his name? Black Thought from uh, the Roots, um, and um, Talib Kweli. And an email came through from the organizers two weeks later that there had been multiple exposures there, and that people and then, so I and that and I was sick. I was already sick with that yearly bronchitis you're talking about, so I didn't think anything of it. Uh, but I didn't have so much as a sniffle the rest of the year and then I tested you know just went and got blood work and they, they they ran that test and they said I had it and you can have the antibodies last as long as a year they don't really know how long they stick around so that's the only exposure event that I've had and that had to have been it Um. so yeah so you tested for antibodies recently
3: it was like maybe like three months ago wow yeah Uh. alright let's finish up with uh, Brandy McDonald how about this Uh, being back in church, I direct our children's ministry program and really miss working with the kids directly. I'm glad that our church has chosen to be virtual to keep our community safe, but I can't wait until we are able to be together again. Brandy, that's great. I love it. I know uh, church is important to a lot of people and having to give up that uh, community has been hard for a lot of people. So I hope you get to get back to it soon. That's wonderful. For sure.
0: listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
2: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it.
1: i never seen a man How'd we do today? We did good. The Black
4: Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Uh, all right, Noel, we're going to move on to a Crusher post. Yeah. Uh, this is from Joel Cron. Uh, K-R-A-H-N, and he asked this question, Noel, that I thought was really good. Uh, what is the most obscure movie you've ever seen? Uh, like, have you ever seen anything you would bet money nobody else has seen in this group? Can you think of I feel like you have some pretty obscure taste. I do, I suppose. Uh, let me let me hear a few. I'm, I'm going to rack right. my brain. Uh, Tad Fouch says, branded, and It sucked. Branded. Is that a Western? Uh, sounds like it must I, be a Western. I don't know. It, it sounds like it could be. Uh, Karen Schlump Hughes, one of our old friends, says, Old Boy, but I know you guys have seen it. All right. And I guess the question is, most obscure movie you've seen. Doesn't necessarily mean it's obscure to everyone, but it's obscure to Karen
4: yeah I wouldn't I would argue that old boy is one of the most mainstream Korean obscure films. movies <laughs> well that's not I don't know like uh, the oh, shit man a Korean director just won the fucking Oscar last year so I think uh certainly not as niche as it maybe once was but when old boy came out it certainly was like under the radar but it, 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 yeah. it, it caught on I mean Spike Lee remade it which I think is ridiculous because what are people afraid to read a subtitle or two
3: that's true that is true Noel. Uh, but you know, like we said, that's, uh, that's Karen's take. Mm-hmm. So obscure to her, mm-hmm. to horror, to, to horror, horror,
4: obscure. So that's so relative. I'm, I'm having a hard time with that. Like, you know, I, I, we famously, infamously, when I did a the list game with you, I listed a bunch of kind of <laughs> yeah, obscure game, movies <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't obscure to me, but I guess it, it, uh-huh. to, to know whether something's obscure or not, you kind of have to compare it to like other people's knowledge, you yeah. know? So I don't know. Maybe yeah, uh, a movie, uh, uh, like, you know, probably some weird niche Asian film, like, uh, like well, I think this is actually one that you had seen, that uh, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, you said you saw yeah, that in college.
3: very obscure. I saw but that, that is pretty obscure. I would say that's pretty obscure. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Sophie Fowler says, The Wizard of Speed and Time. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. And the cover looks great. It looks like fucking Josh huh, with okay. Shelley Long. Google that real quick and I'm tell me that poster. Look up the poster. I don't yeah. even know who it is, but the poster looks like a deranged Josh in a wizard outfit. Oh,
4: oh my God. It so does. Doesn't it? It so does. A little bit? Yeah. I love this poster, though. It makes me, it I makes me, uh, it gives me real like a uh, Phantom of the Paradise vibes. Like that kind of like schlocky sci-fi weirdo mm. Hollywood type thing. Yeah, for it sure. It looks like it has a good soundtrack because I'm seeing it on vinyl on Discogs.
3: Oh, very nice. No, I bought 40 records over Christmas.
4: I probably did too, but I don't know if I told you what I've been doing is I've been making a lot of music and I've been sampling a lot from weird uh, talk about obscure. I go to thrift stores and just dig through the, you know, dollar record bins. And I've been buying all these like weird niche Christian country records from like the seventies that are all very regional. Cause clearly someone dies and then they sell uh-huh. their whole collection to like goodwill or give it to them. And so they will be like, you know, all you've probably seen these, they're always this family bands and they're always wearing the same identical suit suits and the women all have the same identical kind of beehive haircut and they're really high production value They obviously recorded them in really nice studios and great singing and just kind of gospel but then i've also been getting a lot of like sound effects records and like children's records like i got a yeah. really cool alice in wonderland audiobook from like the the 70s and sample it get an idea make a little loop and then build something around it it's been a really
3: fun way to get inspiration for for making music I love it. Look at you, Reggie Watts. Mm -hmm. At me. Uh, Haley Q. Levin says, Margie, one of my favorite Gene Crane movies. Never heard of it. Sounds obscure. Uh, Jason Wallace, James Baker. Welcome to the show, Jason Wallace, James Baker. After struggling through The Master and Margarita by Bolgakov, I watched the film version in my university library. The large screen TV opened to people passing by as I watched full frontal nudity and cats turning into people. Very low budget. I was even more confused than when reading the book. I've never heard of that. Cat Master people? are you talking about? No. No. I just heard Master, cats turning into people. What's the name of the movie? Master and Margarita.
4: What the hell? What a name for a movie about cats turning into people and full frontal nudity that is.
3: That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten Talker says possibly Farinelli Uh, yeah I know this movie it's about the uh, Castrato singer Uh, she said watch by myself in the uh, Chanel theater uh, Uni Queensland $4 student ticket I remember uh, I remember Farinelli
4: Hmm, never heard of it these are all uh, very much under or over my radar
3: yeah for sure Uh, Christopher Kearley says uh, Zerom, an old 90s Japanese sci-fi action horror film Sounds like Stripe Your Alley, Noel Yeah, for sure I don't know that either I'm writing
4: all these down, by the way These all sound fun
3: Z e r z e i r a m mm. Zerom All I could tell
4: just from there I know that word
3: <laughs> Just kidding <laughs> uh, Old friend David Barlow says The Castle, it's Australian I know that uh, one That's actually
4: on Netflix It's a fantasy sword and sorcery type deal I believe
3: Okay. Apparently uh CE Lorimer chimed in and said that it, it's a classic in Australia. I love that. Uh let me see here.
4: Oh no no no, no. never mind, it's not. I'm thinking of something else. It's oh, really? so it looks like a comedy uh of some sort called The Castle. Um it says it's this year's full Monty. What year was that? Remember the full Monty, Chuck? Sure. That was a fun movie. Um, speaking of which, and, and music kind of related movies last night, I watched Hedvig for the first time in probably a decade last oh, night wow. with my uh, with my lady friend, and Fine. it held up, and John Cameron Mitchell, you know, friend of the show, he had texted me, he's really, you know, politically active and he texted me like at two in the morning the night of the uh runoff yeah. saying like good job go georgia or like or Nail yeah, biting, whatever those. you know and um and then i texted him back the next day and i hadn't heard anything and then right as we were watching this movie and she'd never seen it we kind of like were just like in the throes of like excited about this movie and then he texted me back and then i was i was we had a few whiskeys and i was like can i call you really quick john i just need to hear your voice and we chatted no, for a minute and it's great uh he's in la right now working on some stuff but he's just the sweetest man i just just absolutely adore that guy and just so talented
3: and lovely that's great when you call them and he go six inches forward and five <laughs> inches back, back i gotta got, I got, a, got is. yeah exactly no he did not but that is my ringtone is it really no but it would be a good one <laughs> uh tanya boyd says babes in toyland the 1961 version although knowing this group maybe not so obscure mm. uh, the danger of and gail Kunt says i would normally say yes but in this group nah she's not even trying <laughs> that's funny that's lazy, Gail. Just lazy. You know what she did? Hmm. Uh, she and her husband sent me a Home Alone 2 Christmas dove for my what?
4: tree. Oh, that Oh, that's the one you got from the Duncan's Toy Chest.
3: That's right. It was a very, very sweet gift. And she then heard the episode uh, after she sent it when I talked about how much I hated the movie and felt bad about her gift. And I said, Kuntz, that makes the gift better. It makes it funny and fun now when I look at that bird on my tree how much I hate that movie. Uh, I thought it genuinely made it like a more fun gift. So mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Uh, and I, we got a shout out Aaron Cooper too. Uh Coop um, usually sends us uh, printouts, large sort of foam core printouts of the great photo that he does of us. And those are great. But this year, because of, I think shipping large things, uh, he opted to put together a hard bound book, that looks identically like our stuff you should know book, and looks like a real book of the uh, photoshops that he did for us this year. Oh, cool! And it's amazing and cool looking. I'll post a picture of it uh, along with a, a last chance garage magnet and a Jaws magnet, and uh, it it made me tear up. It was so great That's that lovely. Coop has been such a good friend all these years and uh, that he is so talented and took the time to put this thing out. I need to send you a picture of it and all it's really, really something else.
4: I can't wait to see it. I got a couple of really sweet messages on Instagram over the holiday. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad at like just thinking of these on the spot and not remembering names, but it was a listener, who was just saying how like they appreciated my like honesty about my you know divorce situation and like my yeah. my kid and all that and and, and I'm sure you get to like that too because I think what I love about the show is. I am able to be open in, in a way that I maybe would not be on like stuff. They don't want you to know because mm-hmm. it's much more like not that we're not fact-driven, but that shows just there's three of us, first of all, and we don't ever want to make it like a me, me situation. And it's more of a service personal here. We know? get personal. And I think that's part of why the community is so, uh, so great because they, I don't know. It, when I hear from people telling me that it, it's, it's as meaningful to me as I think the show is to them. And I know that sounds yeah. like a platitude, but it really is uh, the truth.
3: Yeah, I think it's, I used to get emails a lot when I talked about being a late bedwetter on stuff you should know from a lot of parents who said their ch- their kids really, um, it really helped to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like someone they look up to was like, I was a late bedwetter. What are you going to do? Uh, and that made me feel really good. Can't help it, you know? Totally. I went to bed till I was like 11. That's, yeah. I mean, I I, I did till I was not every night, but... No, 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 but I, I did till
4: I was probably about nine or ten. Oh, well, you were a late bedwetter, too. Yeah, all right. Be- late bedwetters unite. That's right. We should <laughs> sleep together and pee on each other. I also, one time, <laughs> I used to sleepwalk when I was younger, and one time I sleptwalked into my dad's room and peed in
3: his bedside table drawer. Take that, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's different than the... Um, I've never done this, but I've had heard stories and had friends that that middle of the night drunk and you get up and you like puke in the closet because you think it's a bathroom stuff like that. Exactly. Not, not a good look. (laughs) No, sir. Jason Ferber says once were warriors, great movie. Not sure how obscure it is. Uh, Jason, you know, I think to a certain demographic, it's fairly obscure. Uh, I saw it. um, And it was, if you're from New Zealand, obviously, and even Australia, I think it's not obscure, but it's not, it wasn't mainstream. I've never uh, heard of it. Let me see here. Once We're Warriors? Ooh, great movie, No. Yeah, okay. Diana about the Maori people, uh, modern day Maori and modern day for whenever that was, which was I feel like it was like early nineties. Mid nineties. Diana Merrill says, How about Mirror Mask? Has anyone else seen this creepy uh-huh. new Gaiman film?
4: Yeah, it's 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 not good. I I wanted it to be so good because it's it's actually not Neil Gaiman either. It's um Dave McKean who did the cover art for all the Sandman comics or for at least the 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 graphic novel collections and I'm pretty sure for the individual issues too. But he does this really cool kind of collage combination of like wood and actual photo stuff and then also illustration, but this movie it was sort of like a I don't know through the Looking Glass kind of Alice in Wonderlandy type adventure, a little labyrinthy, but it just had all this really bad, funky looking CGI, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't get over that. And it, it, it was just like I don't know something I wanted to like it so much because I'm a big fan of his work, but narratively and, and also uh, with the visuals, it really struggled. And it was so weird because he's such a, vi- a visceral artist in his like 2D work that I was surprised he decided to go so, uh, so like Uncanny Valley CGI. Mm, it was very strange. Interesting but i have seen it and i i wanted to like it maybe i'll give it another shot but i remember not liking it uh, and by the way Noel, written by neil gaiman so it was written by okay i thought for some reason i didn't think, i didn't think he he uh, he'd written it that's that that yeah. makes sense great
3: everyone stop emailing us <laughs> Co- on air corrections it's happening it is happening uh, peter come uh, cummerford welcome to the show peter i don't mm-hmm. think i know you it says kitchen stories wonderful little charming quirky foreign film mm-hmm. no don't know i like kitchens mm-hmm. and i like stories uh old friend caroline gaston says i don't know how obscure it is but it's hard to find and definitely weird songs from the second floor okay never heard of it have you no nope, i have not all right we'll call that obscure then uh carly padovani Petit says or pettit says pms cop hilariously horrible horror <laughs> Oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, Jennifer Lewis says, do documentaries count? Well, sure. Uh, I just watched Titty Cut Follies today. It's about conditions in a facility for the criminally insane in Massachusetts around 1967. TCM just premiered it in 2020, and it was practically banned for 20 years.
4: Yeah, that's one that Casey Pegram talked about uh, on a that recent sense. episode. He I'm Maybe not. Casey's Alley. No, it might not have been on Movie Crash. It might have been on Ridiculous History, but I can't remember his name. But it's a filmmaker who is known for doing these really deep dives into very specific kind of worlds. Like he just Frederick came out with one. Frederick Wiseman. Yeah, Wiseman. He just came out with one that did really well. That's very very long, and it's about like local, like go, like government, like state government or something. Like something that sounds really boring on paper, but like it actually
3: uh, is supposed to be fantastic. I think it's called City Hall, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. This uh, titty cut volley seems really interesting. Yeah, and does not look super fun. Yeah, but Casey, uh, Casey mentioned that one is his like seminal work. Oh, really? Interesting. All right, let's go a few, uh, through a few more of these. Uh, Ellen Day, the Thief of Thief of Baghdad, nineteen forty version. Mm. Uh, Pam Geysar says, "Thou wast mild and lovely." Saw it at two at the twenty fourteen Stars Film Festival in Denver. And it was weird. Interesting. Uh Stacy Ellsworth says Zero Patience. A movie about uh a movie musical about AIDS. Never heard of that.
4: Nope.
3: Uh Charles Martin Akers, our oldest pal, says the crows have eyes. Haven't heard of that. Cool name. Boy, on. there's a lot of uh obscure stuff in here. Heidi Laumann says The Vertical Ray of the Sun. My absolute favorite film, Vertical Ray of the Sun. Do you not even bother spelling things right anymore, Noel? Because you know it'll <laughs> on your phone, it'll find what you. Oh, want. Oh yeah, to no, no, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, don't
4: know, I try. I did have a really clunky keyboard um, that's like from the '90s or something, and it's like terrible, and it doesn't have good action. So I often accidentally hit the wrong key. So I do depend on uh, Instant to help me out with that.
3: Sure. Uh, by the way, when I asked Joel if I could use this, he went, "Hell yeah." So I'm glad this is, uh, makes you happy, Joel. Um, all right, we'll do one more. Um, let me see. John B. McCarty says, Aguire The Wrath of God, a German film about a Spanish conquistador in Peru. Still by, don't know what happened That's in
4: by it. our boy Werner. That's a Werner. Oh, is that a Werner? It's a Werner, and it's, oh, uh, stars, okay. uh, it stars Klaus, so Klaus, Klaus, Kinski. <laughs> yeah, Klaus Kinski, and he plays like a conquistador who ventures into is it Peru, he said. He is that says, right? it, he
3: went, Noel, he went yes. to Peru.
4: To the heart of darkness <laughs> to find his inner something. I, 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 I should have thought this out better
3: before I started. But it. they have very good wine and organ meat. And I
4: remember at the end of the film, he's on a raft with a monkey on his shoulder. Hey, that's your that's your one great invitation. I love it. I got a I got a million of them, man. You do one more. Who's your next best? No, I don't. I'm not a monkey. I'm not. Who's old. number I'm two? Monkey you. dance. <laughs>
3: dance. Right. I can, do, do, I I can do. I can do. I can do meat from Aquatine Hunger Force pretty well. No, oh, and Dave Willis is a friend. No, yeah. you better nail this. Smooth meat wad. Oh. It's me, Meatwad. oh.
4: What's up, homies? Where's my running crew? Woohoo, running crew! Come
3: that's on, that's pretty fucking good, Noel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, that really surprised me. It was weird seeing that voice coming out of your face. Yeah,
4: man. You know.
3: Well done. All right, we're gonna wrap that one up and spank it on the bottom, and uh, we're leaving that up, everyone. That's on the Crusher's page. You can just word search "obscure" uh, from the January third post if you wanna. If you want to get a nice list going of obscure movies that you want to check out.
0: Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days and later
2: The way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
2: My best hopes
4: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: and now let's finish up with a little stream this Uh, I saw a couple of movies lately that I want to recommend that I did post on the page Uh, one is called First Cow oh god that's what I want to see made so many year end lists was it wonderful it's wonderful it's really great it is uh, directed by Kelly Reichert, mm-hmm. and uh, she has put together quite a career making these very small independent films mm-hmm. that are great. Old and, Joy, uh, which I think we both yeah, love. Yeah, Old Joy, fantastic. I think that was her first one mm-hmm. with uh, with Will Oldham Will himself. Oldham. Yes, sir. Uh, but First Cow is awesome. It is very. Uh, she she also makes these very realistic period pieces. Mm-hmm uh that don't feel like movies and first cow is awesome it's very heartwarming and it's a very sort of slow very subtle story and it's just it's a movie like two days later you're like why am i still thinking about this movie Yep. one of those uh and i also watched uh emily and i watched all of this stuff together um portrait of a lady on fire which was one of the best movies i've seen in years it was fantastic
4: oh my god that's a that's a singing uh is there i have to check that out i've heard the name and i love it um but i have not seen it and I've it is, only go ahead, fantastic yeah
3: cool uh, don't tell me anything i can't wait to no, check it out you don't have to know anything from uh, 2019 i think maybe in the states 2020 i might be wrong but from filmmaker uh celine uh siama and i'm sure i probably mispronounced that but it's a french film uh subtitled and great 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 um I,
4: there's a bunch that I found out about at the end of the year. Uh, there's a really great podcast called Film Spotting. If you haven't checked out, I highly recommend. It's uh, some critics from Chicago. One of them I think works for the Tribune, and one of them works for the other Chicago paper. Is that the Sun Times? Um, anyway, uh, really, really smart. They did really good, like multi-faceted lists around different like categories, and they all do really cool year-end lists with like some of their colleagues. And First Cow made the list a lot and won a series of films by a filmmaker that I love, but need to spend more time with Steve McQueen um he, oh, yeah. he came sure. out this year with like five films three of which i think are short on the short side but he calls it the small acts Series or uh-huh. something like that. And one of them is called Mangrove, which is the one that seemed to like they they, they kind of broke them out because they're all different. And that seemed to make a lot of people's top five. And then Lovers Rock, Red, White and Blue, Alex Weedle and Education. Uh, and he did it for the BBC, and they all have different writers, and they're all surrounding um, a story stories around the uh, West Indian immigrant communities in London in the sixties uh, and seventies. Um, and Steve McQueen, famous obviously for winning. All the Oscars for 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. And also, you know, he made a couple movies with... Um, he did Shame. He did Shame. Fassbender. Yeah, he did Shame with Fassbender. He did another one with Fassbender, too. Uh, uh, Hunger. Hunger. Yeah, that's the one where he's... One of the ones where he was really ashamed. The other one's the one where he's really hungry, um, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, that was so dry that it sounded like I was being serious. Um, But, yeah, (laughs) love Steve McQueen. Love the fact that he kept the name Steve McQueen as his professional name. Uh, Sure. being such a ubiquitous uh, Hollywood name. And then, you know, now he's the other Steve McQueen. But I really want to see that. One that I saw and that I just adore is Soul, the new Pixar movie. I didn't see it yet. It made me feel, oh, my God, Chuck. It made me feel, you know, all those movies are like, you know, like, Designed, you know, from the ground up to make you feel all the feels. But this one rang particularly strong with me because it's about passion and music. It's about your life taking a slightly different path than maybe you expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be a, a rock star or be like a professional musician. That didn't happen. Um, not that I can't still make music and put stuff out and have a good time with it. But I ended up finding my way to a career where I can't actually reach people and, and, and touch people and connect with people. And that's really meaningful to me. And I wasn't expecting that. Um, this movie is about a similar kind of thing where it's like, you think you're heading this one direction and that's your purpose. And then you realize all along you were meant for this other thing, or there really are no rules. And it's also just really trippy and uh, beautiful. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have been killing it by the way. Yeah, on scores, uh, And they're all so different. And then sorry, last one is mank the uh, new David oh, Fincher man, movie. I still
3: haven't seen that. Oh my Shit, God! That's gonna happen, soon. my friend.
4: It is, if you're, which I know you are, a student and a lover of old Hollywood and just all the names that you've heard, like Irving J. Thalberg and like, you know, all these like, you know, producers that like, you know, made the movies that, uh, you know, made history, basically like Wizard of Oz and uh, all that kind of stuff. Big, huge like nostalgia blast, but also funny and beautifully shot. It looks just like an old movie from like the 50s or 60s, no, more like 40s or 50s. And the writing is special on gary oldman as always just slays it and uh what's her name from big love um amanda seyfried or Cyfried mm. is mm-hmm. absolute ingenue just gorgeous quirky funny uh witty and just like absolutely classic i has got the goods oh she's Very got talented. the goods and this movie's got the goods uh, this is probably easily in my top three for the year
3: yeah, I uh, that was really high on my list, and I forgot about it. You know how that happens. It does happen. A lot of stuff out there. I need to keep an actual list. Um, I winded up with a TV wreck. Uh, there's a show called Ted Lasso on Apple Ooh. that is uh, stars Jason Sudeikis. It's a character he originated for promo spots for the British Premier Football League, the soccer league, uh, where he is this uh, the, the premise of the show is he is a American football coach, kind of a country guy from Kansas that uh, gets hired to go to London and coach a Premier League soccer team. Uh, if you've ever seen the baseball movie Major League, it's a bit of a play on that in that um, the lady who hires on the team owner wants the team to fail. And that's kind of all I'll get into. But it is uh, some movie crushers recommended it as something uh, light and fun and heartwarming. Didn't know what to expect. Not the biggest soccer fan. Emily couldn't care less about soccer. We both like Sudeikis well enough, but it's not like we're like, oh my God, it's got Jason Sudeikis. We got to see it. We were just like sort of down lately for a lot of reasons and wanted something that filled us up. And Ted Lasso is fucking great. Uh, 30 minute episodes, 10 episodes. We watched it in a week. It is funny. It is heartwarming. It is charming and uh just a wonderful show with a lot of heart really really caught us off guard uh and i loved every bit of it it was really really great cool so highly recommend ted lasso uh it looks and sounds like they're set up for a three season run uh story wise and uh i just just can't wait um it's one of those things where like it finished and we were immediately like shit like i want (laughs) to i want to watch it again not that i want to watch season two like there's something to be said for waiting for something to be done, so you can fully satisfy yourself instead of uh, having to wait h- however many years. Because the same thing happened with uh, with the Great uh, that show was talking about about Catherine sure. the Great. It ended in you know because of COVID, like it, in in the production schedule, uh, it, it might be two goddamn years before that season two comes out.
4: Ah, uh, that's a big old production,
3: right? Any period piece like that requires yeah, so was many big. humans, yeah. I mean, maybe they can push it out this year, but I would be very surprised. But um, yeah, The Great and uh, Ted Lasso. Great shows. Well, I've got some stuff to add to my list.
4: Uh, well, obscure stuff. Yeah. Uh, nice TV pick there. Um, really excited to see First Cow. Um, great to be back, man. Uh, yeah, for, good for, seeing you. For a
3: new year of crushing. Absolutely. So uh, hats to, to beanies off to you. And uh, beanies off to everyone out there. I was about to
4: doff my hat to you, and then I realized you were referring to the fact that I'm wearing a beanie, which does not have a brim. I reached for a phantom brim <laughs> to, dock, to doff my hat, and it was, I, I came up uh, with nothing.
3: Yeah, I got my beanie. I don't call these beanies. I don't know why I'm saying that. I, what do you call these? I call them from being a child. I call knit. them toboggan knit caps. Knit caps. You say knit cap? Yeah. I say toboggan cap from when I was a kid, but everyone just calls them beanies now. Wait, which but
4: I toboggan really... hats have the little flaps that hang down on the side
3: with the strings. You know, I'm just telling you what we called it okay, I'm not okay, saying okay, we were okay. right. I, I'm just,
4: okay. <laughs> All right. Just do get, do toboggans technically straight. have
3: those? I don't know what it's, I thought toboggan was a sled. It is. Toboggan cap. Well, I'm seeing both. Okay. I'm seeing those little brim cats with the ear flaps and yeah, I'm also yeah, seeing yeah. seeing beanies. I have one of those. Yeah. Wait. No. 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 No.
4: Never mind. I have one that looks like a. Uh, it should be worn by some sort of like wilderness explorer. Like it's made of wolf's pelts, and it has the big flaps and then like the the Russian kind of like oh, sure. thing, the fur in the front. You know, love that. Yeah,
3: the the comrade version. The comrade. And hair, I just yeah. typed in toboggan cap uh, for sale to see what was out there, and uh, the first thing I see is like three Confederate flag beanies. So I might buy those to throw them in the fire. No. Fair. Get a little kindling going. Get you. Yeah, <laughs> man. We all need fuel. Keep us warm this season. It's been chilly lately, man. It has. It's cold as shit. My feet are freezing right now. So I'm going to go warm them up in the microwave. <laughs> and uh, we'll see everyone next week. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. See ya.
1: Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson. And scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponk City Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio.
4: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them.
3: side.